are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listening to the always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work for my packages to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design. For today's show, we got a jam-packed show. As always, we're going to start off the show by recapping yesterday's game against the Colorado Rockies. And then we're going to be talking about Ketel Marte going to the injured list. We're going to talk about Riley Smith's start tomorrow. And then we're going to wrap up the pod by previewing Sunday's game since we won't get a chance to preview it on the pod. We're going to talk about Luke Weaver's start on Sunday. So jam-packed show for you guys. But first... I want to talk to you guys about Locker Room because this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to go pre or post game. Might do both. We'll see. So download the Locker Room app and join me. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's jump right into it. And let's talk about the D-backs loss yesterday because it was a disgusting loss to the Colorado Rockies. 7-3, Merrill Kelly on the mound and... Man, I, I really love Merrill Kelly in the 2020 season. He was easily the second best D-backs pitcher after Zach Gallen in the starting rotation. And so far, he looks closer to a Madison Bumgarner than a Zach Gallen in the 2021 season. Uh, this was a guy, but you know, we could say it was his struggles at Coors Field because this is a guy who's really struggled at Coors Field throughout his career. So maybe you attribute it to that. Uh, he didn't pitch at Coors Field in 2020, but in 2019, he pitched there across 11.2 innings pitched. He had a 7.71 ERA in those innings, three home runs, and 16 hits off of him. So he absolutely gets crushed whenever he gets to Coors Field. And the same continued in yesterday's starts. Uh, the first five batters reached yesterday, all of them with singles, except for Trevor Story, who crushed a double off Kelly. And then he even gave up a single to the pitcher, John Gray, in the second inning. So nothing was working for Merrill Kelly yesterday. His final line of six innings pitched, nine hits, seven runs, only six earned, though, and one strikeout is not pretty. And really, the saving grace you could say for a start like that is that he did give the bullpen some rest, but Tory Lavelle probably decided to keep him out there because he knew how short the bullpen was with how often has to be used outside of a Taylor Widener. I guess Luke Weaver went five and two thirds and I guess Merrill Kelly helped the bullpen out yesterday going six innings. So uh, that, that definitely helps, but Toy Lavello knows he can't keep pulling the leash quickly on these starters because he has to let them go out there and pitch. He can't just overuse the bullpen. That's what's going to happen with a lot of these D-back starters. It seems like they want to uh, get this bullpen their money because they're going to get a lot of innings under their belt right now with the way this rotation is looking. But Merrill Kelly at least went six innings yesterday, but Eight players had an exit velocity of 100 miles an hour or better. That's eight Rocky batters did against Merrill Kelly. So dudes were absolutely crushing Merrill Kelly's pitches. And and of those eight plate appearances that ended up 
resulting in an exit velocity of 100 miles an hour against Merrill Kelly. Four of them ended in base hits, so half of them ended in base hits. Two singles, a double, and a home run. So very good production from the Colorado side against Merrill Kelly. Merrill Kelly, again, he's kind of in that Madison Bumgarner mold where he's not going to have a high velocity. And it worked for him last year. He was locating great. He was never walking dudes last season, and He's still not really walking dude this year. He's just getting hit a lot. Uh, His miles per hour yesterday on his fastball was only about 91.8 miles per hour, which is what we would expect from Merrill Kelly, but he's just not locating right. And when he misses in the middle of the zone, batters are taking advantage of it. But across the bump against Merrill Kelly, John Gray was absolutely dynamite uh, yesterday. Allowed just three walks, struck out six, and had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning. So one day without Kato Marte and the D-backs almost get no hit, but thankfully David Peralta broke up the no-no in the seventh inning, and the D-backs finished this game kind of strong, I guess. They ended up scoring three runs uh, toward the end of the game, and Eduardo Escobar hit his first home run of the season in the ninth to make it a 7-3 game, so you, you like to see that from Eduardo Escobar. The dude has been slumping big time to start the season, really just a rollover of what's been happening to him since the tw- the, the start of the 2020 season, so uh, I think we could put the weight concerns away because he came into, into camp this year in better shape, and it hasn't led to better production, so we can stop using weight as an excuse. Eduardo Escobar just downright should I say it? Bad right now. He's just not a good baseball player right now. He's not hitting for a high average. He's not really getting on base, and he doesn't have that power like he used to have. So hopefully that first home run, it's like a basketball player who's in a shooting slump. Sometimes you got to see one three to go. Uh, you sometimes got to see one three to go in uh, to, to break out of your shooting slump and to get the rhythm going again. So hopefully that one home run by Eduardo Espark could kind of break him out of his early season slump that's been going on since the start of the 2020 season. So I'm hoping Eduardo Espar comes back because that dude was a monster in 2019, as we always talk about. A, a true silver slugger in 2019. And you can't say the same since the 2019 season ended. But one other note from this game, Kevin Ginko and Johan Lopez look great in this game. They each pitch an inning. No walks, no hits, no earned runs. Both have a ERA of zero on the season. I think Johan Lopez had a couple of strikeouts in that game uh, yesterday as well. So overall, uh, even though the starting pitching wasn't good, we can at least say the relief pitchers was good because I haven't been overly impressed with the bullpen. But Yoan Lopez and Kevin Ginko are two guys who have been really good for the D-backs this season. And right now, that closer position is low-key kind of open. Chris Davinsky is on the restricted list. Joaquin Soria and Tyler Clippert are on the injured list. So Kevin Ginko was the guy who I hyped up mightily entering the 2020 season as a potential closer of the future. He did not live up to anyone's expectations in 2020, but he was, remember, Dynamite in 2019 with a sub 1.5 ERA. So hopefully he can recapture that magic and potentially still be the closer of the future because this guy still has a lot of talent. And so far, he's been putting it all together in this short sample size we've seen in 2021. So I've been impressed with him. The bullpen is growing on me uh we don't always get the get those shutdown innings like we saw yesterday but i I don't think the bullpen is awful i I think it's a pretty solid bullpen i think it's average i just don't think it's a great bullpen but i think there's potential for it to be better than what we what we've seen so far it's just the starting rotation man that's given the d-backs a lot of struggles but we'll check in on this reds game d-backs game uh, later the home opener because as i'm recording this it's the bottom of the second right now or it actually might be a little bit uh 
it might be a little bit ahead of that actually so let me see if i can refresh this because on the mound today tyler widener been the best pitcher so far for the d-backs this season not even close so I, i've been super impressed with tyler widener right now he's got a man on third Top of he's got man on third, top of the third inning with one out. So we'll check in on that game as I'm doing this pod, kind of react to it live as I'm doing this pod. Uh, but so far, D-backs rotation has been a struggle outside Taylor Widener. But one new guy who's in the rotation, Riley Smith. We're gonna be talking about him in the second segment. But before we talk about that, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. Promo code LOCKEDON. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Brasiowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's discuss before we talk about Riley Smith's start tomorrow. Let's talk about Ketel Marte because Ketel Marte was recently placed on the 10 day 10 day injured list. Looks like he has a hamstring strain, so he's gonna be out a you know a, you know a week and a half, you know two weeks, who knows ten days. So that's about a week and a half. So uh, I don't know if he'll be ready to to play as soon as he comes off that injured list, but he's gonna be on it for the short term, and hopefully Ketel Marte is okay because on the season he's recorded twelve hits, he's got two home runs already, tying his twenty twenty mark, five ribbies, two walks. He's only struck out four times this season. He's got an average of 462, a slugging of 846, OPS of 1346. The man has been a monster. You can make the case he's been the best player in all of baseball to start the 2021 season. And entering Thursday's game, yesterday's game against the Rockies, he was second in MLB in hits to only Chicago, White Sox, Yearman, Mercedes. So, very happy with Ketel Marte, his hot start to the season. And it's sad to see him go because this D-backs offense is going to struggle mightily. But we will talk about uh, Cole Calhoun in the third segment today because as you guys are watching the game right now and listening to the pod, you guys see uh, Cole Calhoun in the game. So we're going to be talking about him in the third segment just a little bit before we preview Sunday's matchup. But uh, I'm sad to see Ketel Marte go, and I'm wishing him a speedy recovery. But a guy who might be coming back soon is Zach Gallen, who in his simulated game a couple days ago threw 67 pitches and appeared to throw all his pitches, including that curveball, which has been, you know, which has been a struggle for him to throw because he says he feels that hairline structure, hairline stress fracture on his forearm when he does throw that pitch. So hopefully. He could get back soon because the D-backs desperately need him in the rotation. And then Nick 
Muhammad also has taken around 10 at bats recently. So uh, he's coming to, he, he's coming along nicely. He's progressing quickly. So we might see Nick Ahmed in the lineup pretty soon as well. But I'm not too sure how he really helps his D-backs team. He's not really an offensive player. And his D and his defense kind of struggled a little bit in 2020. He had more errors than he usually commits. So I'm not really sure if he's an upgrade at the shortstop position. Uh, over what the D-backs are already getting from Geraldo Perdomo and Josh Rojas. And honestly, those are two young guys who have way more upside than a guy like Nick Ahmed. So the D-backs want to trade in Nick Ahmed and start a little youth movement over that shortstop. I, I don't think it would be the worst move in the world, and I wouldn't be against it. It's not even like Nick Ahmed is on a fat contract or anything like that. But let's talk about Riley Smith because... You know, Riley Smith, friend of the pod, go back and check the pod we did over the summer during the pandemic uh, to, to see, you know, just to see what Riley Smith is like as a person, to see how he was handling the pandemic, and what he was doing, doing during his time in the pandemic. But he's going on the bump tomorrow with Caleb Smith out of the rotation now uh, in his first game of the year against the Padres, who went five innings in relief, allowed five hits, three runs, two earned. Walk three had four strikeouts. It was a borderline kind of a start, what we saw in that preview from Riley Smith. It was basically a start going five innings, allowing only two earned runs. So it was good enough to give him the nod for tomorrow's game. And he was really good in his short sample size in 2020. Six appearances and a 1-4-70 array. He only allowed three earned runs and 15 hits in 18.1 innings last year and struck out 18 batters. 18 batters while walking, only five last season. So he was really good in 2020. And according to StatCast, this is a guy who doesn't throw a fastball. He, uh, Looking at his four-pitch arsenal on StatCast, he's a sinker, slider, curveball, changeup kind of guy, which is kind of interesting because you don't really see too many you know, sinker-heavy pitchers anymore. Usually those guys don't exist anymore. It's all about throwing hard. It's all about throwing in the mid to upper 90s and just uh, pounding the strike zone and just throwing heat past the batters. But I kind of like this old-school approach that Riley Smith has. He has a sinker that does sit at 92 miles per hour, the curveball that sits at 77. So that's great variability between his two pitches, great a speed difference between those two pitches. So it could really keep his uh keep the batters off balance. But one thing I do want to watch that could be a little bit of concern is he needs to be a ground ball guy, not really having a fastball. Being a main sinker kind of guy, you have to be a ground ball kind of guy. And that's what he was in 2020. He had a 47.8% ground ball percentage in 2020 compared to just 32.8% fly ball percentage. But in 2021, that has flipped 35.3% ground ball percentage in 2021 versus a 59 point, 59, no, excuse me, 52.9% fly ball percentage in 2021. So this is the guy who's been more fly ball than ground ball heavy in 2021 when it was reversed in 2020. So hopefully... He could get back to being a more of a ground ball guy in 2021. Hopefully, I didn't confuse that for you guys. Ground ball heavy in 2020, fly ball heavy in 2021. Hopefully, he becomes ground ball heavy once again this season because I think that will make him uh, really a weapon uh, for this D-backs team if he could be a ground ball guy because the D-backs have enough dudes that like to give up fly balls that end up turning into home runs. So they don't need another one of those kind of pitchers. And 
He's still only 26 years old, so we haven't really reached the surface yet with O'Reilly Smith. This was a guy who was drafted in the 24th round, still pretty young, so he's still got a lot of potential in him, and I want to see what he could do. This is going to be his first major league start. He came out only the bullpen last season. He only came out the bullpen in his one relief appearance this season, and like I said, it was kind of like a preview uh, starting job basically what he did in that game because he went five innings which is enough to you know qualify for a starting uh, enough to qualify for a win in the major league so we'll see what riley smith does tomorrow but it's not gonna be easy as we talked about in yesterday's pod the reds have won the hottest the hottest offense not one of the hottest offense in major league baseball and checking in on the d-backs game right now uh, uh taylor widener has given up one run so far so that's still pretty good compared to what we've seen from other d-backs players who have really struggled in the first inning or first couple innings this season so giving up his first earned run the third inning i'll take that from a taylor widener so if riley smith could do that that's what the d-backs need they need someone to get off to a hot start in tomorrow's game and hopefully riley smith can do that he needs to get off to a hot start shut it down the first few innings because if he gets into trouble early starts walking guys early uh starts you know uh, accumulating hits early it could get out of hand uh get out of hand real quickly because this is not a guy with any starting uh experience on the major league level so maybe the the moment could become too big for him he's gonna have family in the stand so hopefully the moment doesn't become too big for riley smith but He's a friend of the pod, as I love to say. So I'm I'm rooting for Riley Smith tomorrow. And I'm hoping he balls out for the D-backs second home game of the season. Now we'll talk about Cole Calhoun and Luke Weaver's start on Sunday. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because Built Bar is back, more improved, and more delicious than ever before. They have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're both soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy like me because I try to go to the gym when I can, but I have a sweet tooth and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. You can get a free Cooler Earth purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen. who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, 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 let's get back into it and let's discuss first Cole Calhoun because as I said before, at the time of you guys listening to this, Cole Calhoun will already be back in the lineup batting second today for the Arizona Dimebacks. And the D-backs have needed Cole Calhoun because the offense has been a struggle. Quintel Marte has been the bright spot for this team. Now he's out the lineup, so the D-backs are desperately going to need Cole Calhoun, who's coming off one of 
His best seasons in his career. Last season, he had the best launch angle of his career at 17 degrees and the best barrel percentage of his career at 11.8% barrel percentage. With a 1239 OPS when he was ahead in counts last season, you cannot keep this man down when he had more balls and the strikes, absolutely crushing pitching when he was ahead in the count. And that's a trend that I hope continues in 2021 because the D-backs don't have a lot of dudes that crush in any scenario. So having a dude that can at least crush when he's ahead of the count will be huge for the team because he was the dude that led the team in home runs the last season with six Teen absolutely crushing pitches last year. Won the league leaders in home runs last season. I mean, 16 home runs in 60 games. Just do the math on that, on what that would be over the course of a 162-game season. I mean, just multiplying it by two, that would be 120 games, so 32. So it was like a 40-home run season. He was on pace for uh, with what he was doing last year. And I'm not saying he's going to have a 40-home run season this year, but he could still be a guy that hits you 30 home runs. He could still be a guy that drives in a lot of ribbies for this D-backs team because God knows they need someone that could uh, produce some RBIs with runners in scoring position because they have been absolutely dreadful at that. There were two for seven runners in scoring position in yesterday's game, which I failed to mention. And I'll have to go back and track, but that might be... Uh, don't quote me on this, but that might be their first game with more than uh, one hit with runners in scoring position. Maybe it was their second, but I know they got at least four or five games where they only hit, converted uh, one time with runners in scoring position in their game. So uh, that was probably a pretty good game for them with runners in scoring position. But overall, they need Cole Calhoun to add a thumper back to this lineup because right now that's not what they have. Uh, Christian Walker has been in a slump to start the season, Eduardo Escobar, a but pretty much everyone in this D-backs lineup outside of uh, Ketel Marte and Carson Kelly. There's not really any thumpers right now in the middle of this lineup. Maybe a Steven Vogt. You might be the second best power hitting power hitter in this lineup right now. So Cole Calhoun, his power is desperately needed in this lineup. But let's talk about Sunday Star because we're going to see Luke Weaver versus Jose Delarone. Jose De Leon tomorrow and Luke Weaver in his last start allowed three runs on four hits, three home runs over five and two thirds innings. And again, it was at Coors Field, so you could always bake that into uh, a pitcher's start. But Luke Weaver was the guy who gave up a lot of home runs in spring training, and he was never worried about it. Uh, you know, after the games, if you listen to those post game press conferences, he was never worried about how many home runs he was allowing in spring training. He was just happy to go out there and build confidence and just work on his pitches. Who, uh, which was, uh, which was something he was very confident in after those starts in spring training. He felt like his pitches were working. He felt like they were breaking the right way, and he was very confident after his starts, despite the numbers being pretty ugly from a home run department. But that trend has continued in 2021, and it has me nervous. He gave up three solo home runs against the Colorado Rockies, and you can't just gloss over that. That's a pretty big... Uh, it's pretty lucky that there was no one on base, because if there was, he would have been absolutely rocked in that game and who knows if he makes it even to the sixth inning because they're just one man on in those instances that's six earned runs all of a sudden and he did finish the game strong I don't have the stat in front of me but he, he retired like his last 12 batters or his last 11 to 12 batters I don't have the exact number you guys could go look it up but 
He finished that game strong, so it was a little bit of an up-and-down start. Uh, some of his pitches were getting hit hard. His fastball exit velocity in that game was sitting at 93 miles per hour, so his fastball was getting hit kind of hard, and we didn't see his curveball in that game. Uh, his curveball was something he tried not to use too much in 2020. It was one of his least used pitches in 2020, so we'll see if he debuts it uh, against the Reds on Sunday. But going against Jose De Leon, uh, this is a guy who's fastball heavy. He struck out nine over five plus innings in his first start of 2021. But the thing is, he's only that that was the start he made was the first one he's made since 2016. So that could be kind of an area that the D-backs hopefully can take advantage of. This is a guy who has very little starting experience over the last five seasons. So if you if you need your team to break out of a slump, this is probably the best time to do it. And he did give up. Two home runs in that game as well. Granted, they're both solo home runs, just like a just like a Luke Weaver. But the D-backs want to break out their slump. They have to do it against a guy who hasn't started a lot of games over the last five years. And Luke Weaver needs to be a guy that gets back to that 2019 form. Uh, the D-backs need him in this rotation. Taylor Widener is holding it down right now. But Madison Bumgarner, the experience continues to be awful, it, it continues to be a nightmare. Merrill Kelly doesn't look the same after that surgery in 2020 where he was easily the second best pitcher last year. So Luke Weaver needs to live up to that Paul Goldschmidt trade. As I always say, we always talk about here on this pod because it's true. This is a guy who had high potential coming over from the St. Louis Cardinals and lived up to in the 2019 season, but hasn't lived up to it since. So I'm praying he can get back to that that 2019 form because he has the stuff as everyone says everyone when they talk about Luke Weaver they say he has the stuff he has the potential they throw out all these cliches about Luke Weaver but none of that matters unless you produce and you get it done on the big league level which is something he has not done enough consistently so I'm rooting for Luke Weaver. I'm rooting for everyone on this D-backs team. I know I rip a lot of them. Just like uh, I love ripping Mass and Bumgarner and Eduardo Escobar. But I want those guys to do good. I want the D-backs to do good because I don't want to come on this podcast and rip players for no reason. Because, I mean, I've never ripped a player for no reason. Uh, it's pretty. You guys are watching the games. These rippings are pretty warranted. But I want to go on this pod and be like, man, look at that start Mass and Bumgarner did. Seven innings, you know, two earned runs, six strikeouts. I want to talk like that about Madison Bumgarner and talk about how he's lived up to his contract, not talk about how it's one of the worst contracts in all of baseball. So let's go D-backs this weekend, home opener this weekend, and let's go get some dubs against the red-hot Cincinnati Reds. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. As always, come back next week for the best Dimebacks news, coverage, and insight. Uh, follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or follow Locked on Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!